Thank you for visiting the Queen's Catalog. Mind the roses, please. Hi, everybody. This is Glynis O'Donohue. Thank you so much for listening to the Queen's Catalog. It has been quite a long time since my last installment, but life happens, so sometimes you got to take a break. But hopefully I'll be doing this more regularly. Um, this is the podcast where I sit down with somebody in Charlotte, and I ask them three questions um, that I pick from a book of a question-a-day journal that my sister gave me that I have already completed. And we have a candid conversation um, based off of three dates that they choose from that book. If that doesn't make sense, it soon will as uh, I go through the questions and the premise with my guest today, Deanna Lee, who is an improviser here in Charlotte who I know from Improv Charlotte. Uh, She's fantastic, and she's going to say hi right now and uh, tell us a little bit about herself while I get the catalog ready. Hi, I'm Deanna Lee. Um, I am with Improv Charlotte. That's how I met Glennis and uh, Sam and a lot of other great people. Um, I remember the first time I actually communicated with Glennis was because after my audition for Improv Charlotte, she shot me a Facebook message and told me how excited she was to get to play with me. And I remember feeling so accepted and welcomed. And I was like, I can do this. <laughs> Glennis, that really funny girl. She thinks I can do it. I can do it. So I just remember that as being like this moment where I was like, felt very comfortable and accepted and really excited about getting to do something that was very new to me. But that's been like a huge part of my life for the last like three, three years. Yeah. Improv is definitely an addiction, so don't start unless you never want to stop. That's more ominous than it should be. If you if you aren't ready for the joy that improv <laughs> brings, if you can't handle being very happy, or sometimes just very like, what's wrong with me? <laughs> very transparent. Yeah. Um, all right. So the first date that Deanna has chosen is June twenty first, and the question for that day is, who do you want to know better? Ooh, who do I want to know better? So I picked June 21st because that is my brother's birthday, Mm -hmm. and it's soon. Um, As we're recording this, his birthday is kind of soon. He turns 40 this year. And um, I think as I've gotten older and I've watched my parents go into different seasons of life, my brothers go into different seasons of life, they have these children and, you know, in your head, you still have who your family is from when you were younger. A child, right. Right. And then, and then now kind of accepting and appreciating and understanding and exploring who they are as adults and my parents as, you know, over 70. Right. That's kind of something I've been thinking about this year of wanting to get to know them for who they are now. Because, you know, my brother, he used to like go to tons of widespread panic uh, contests, (laughs) concerts, and played soccer. was, like, just very, like, fun and free. And now he's, like, supporting a family of five. Wow. You know? And that's just... There's there's part of who he was still there. um, But there's... And this is... Same with my parents and my yeah. other, I have an older brother as well. And, but just discovering who they are in the context of where they are now as fathers, as providers and have, and you know, they have things that they're good at now that they didn't do so long yeah. ago. So it's kind of learning to appreciate and rediscover family mm-hmm. in this context of adulthood. That's, that's a great answer. I think about that too with, since I've become a parent my mom like my mom my parents became parents when they were younger than I am mm-hmm. and it's so like I appreciate them so much more because I feel like I'm barely like holding it together and doing it and they did it all 
when, you know, like 26-year-old Glynis was not going to be able to, right. <laughs> to do what they did. Right. They um, couldn't Google an answer to, like, being a parent. Where, like, right. sometimes we can be like, uh. Exactly. How <laughs> I mean, much? I'm not a parent, yeah. but I know what it is. Just, like, sometimes I don't know how to adult. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> not to Google it. And I'm like, okay, now I know. Yeah. Now I can, I know how to contour with makeup. <laughs> yeah. It's so easy. <laughs> this 12-year-old on the internet taught me. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. Uh, the next date Deanna chose is December 4th, right? No, December 3rd. Oh, December 3rd. Yeah. Okay. It's my dad's birthday. Oh, your dad's birthday. On a scale of 1 to 10, how happy are you? Ooh. Ew. Gosh. <laughs> Do you want to? No, that's such a good question to be like, I think vulnerable and just kind of like transparent with. It's such an, because I don't know if I think about my life or where I am in the context of happiness. Yeah. Sometimes it's contentment. Sometimes I grade myself on like achievement. Yeah. Like how am I achieving right now? Yeah. And well, I, you, you and I have talked too about how there's this conversation happening of like nobody can be happy all the time, mm-hmm. and especially with like Instagram and social media. It's like there's this weird pressure to like live your best life and right. constantly be happy. But nobody, it's it would be if someone is happy all the all time, the time or like a ten or a nine and a half most times. It's like what. What, yeah. You're missing the nuance of life. <laughs> exactly. And you're probably missing out on just like human development, right? Yeah. Like, I feel like human growth and development involves being able to navigate and cope yeah. in like times of, of extreme happiness. Like, yeah. how do you do that? And then, and then just sometimes when it's melancholy, when we're just yeah. like, you know, going to work and like what? Shopping for groceries. Or like, yeah, and even sometimes when you get into. What I've, like, found is that I've, I've had, like, this unhealthy, recently, I've had, like, this unhealthy connection to television. Not mm-hmm. television, but, like, no, like you know, just TV. Streaming TV. Yeah, yes. where it's just, like, I'm happy because I'm watching, um, and it's, and I've never been a real, <laughs> this is so embarrassing, but hey, th- this is <laughs> a weird. Get, we're getting real this on is the Queen's a, catalog. <laughs> I don't know if it's getting real, but, like, I've never <laughs> had a connection to re- reality television shows. Uh-huh. But, like, that has been the last maybe, like, six months. I've had, like, this connection to, like, very, like, not even real reality shows. Like, some of the, um, the shows that are, like, the not scripted but, like, staged sort of. Right. And where I, like, something is happening in my brain. Like, if I could describe it not with words but... It's like I kind of it's like lit up or. So what shows do you are you talking about specifically? They're so bad. It's all British trash. There's a show made in Chelsea. Uh huh. It's so bad. It's about these like just really rich people who live in Chelsea. So would it be like the British version of Keeping Up with the Kardashians? Um yeah, Ish. or like um, it's like following or like the the Hills. Oh, okay. Or Laguna it. Beach, kind of like that, gotcha. but like older. And now there's a show called Love Island, which is so. trash. Actually, it's so bad. Oh. And there's like there's like 50 to 60 episodes in a season, and I got through season How three. How do they produce that much? So it's they shoot it all the time. They do quick edits. Oh, my God. So you're in, – and in, in, in when it's broadcast in the U.K., it's, it's kind of like The Voice or like American Idol. Oh. People can live vote. So they'll watch – they're watching it almost as it's happening, just right. maybe with a day or two turnaround. And so, like, the audience can vote for who they want to get kicked off 
the island. And gotcha. it's just a bunch of like really like party kids from all over the UK. And I love hearing all their different accents. Right. Because you have some people who are from like Essex and then you have some people from like Birmingham. From and like it's just Wales, which is like the most insane accent. Yeah. I like the, whale, the oh, Welsh accent. I love accent. the Welsh accent. I just could never do it. Yeah. To there's save my a. Life. Season three, there's a girl, and I really like her. She's she's nice. She's from she's Welsh, and she has like a really good accent. What's her name? Oh, um, she, I think it's a, I think she's an Olivia. There's always a lot of Olivias. Um, I'm just asking because my name is a Welsh name. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Nice. <laughs> there's a little known fact. I know, my family is from like I can from where my family is from like hundreds of years ago. You can walk to Wales from the town that they are from and it's very close but yeah going back to that like there's just something when I'm watching television that it's like confetti or just like Uh fun is happening in my brain and that's not real and then it's like then you go into like just my normal routine right and I'm not getting that and so I think there's just like a lot of not soul searching but there's a lot of like hold on what brings me joy and how can I spend more time doing that and how do I protect, and I've had this conversation with some of our mutual friends, like, how do I protect my joy? Right. So if something's giving me joy, how do I protect it so it doesn't get, like, burned out or right. yucky? Yeah. That's good. Yeah. You're, so, yeah, you're more, um, what is it? You you seem to be better at, like, analyzing yourself because I'm just, like, if I have TV like that, I'm, like, I just binge it. Oh, I binge it and I'm just, then I'm, like. I'm just aware, I think, of yeah. how it... And I'm not... Ash- I mean, I'm really not ashamed of it. It's just funny. And then I wish more people would watch it. So that so you then could I could talk, talk about, about it? About All right. It. So that's... Everybody watch. What is it called? It's called Love Island. Love Island. It's trash. Don't have children in the room. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, we're we're still at, like, no screens for... No TV screens for the baby. So yeah. we, we'll watch TV, like, at night quickly. Yeah. Um... Okay, so we are on our third and final date. It is December 24th, Christmas Eve, which Deanna told me is her favorite. It's my favorite time of the year. Favorite it's my favorite night of the, of the year. year. It's so... I, don't, I just wish I lived somewhere where it snowed every Christmas Eve. Yeah. So I could have that right real silent night. Mm. Um, the question is, write down a recent transition. Ooh, a recent transition. Yeah. Which I think is a great question for twenty the twenty fourth, as we wait yeah. for baby Jesus. Baby, yeah, that was a big transition <laughs> for the world. <laughs> yeah. uh, but um, for you, what's a recent yeah. transition? Um, well, I just started a new position. I mean, actually, I haven't even told you that. Yeah, <laughs> but I started a new position at my job, um, which is very cool because it's kind of been. Not a, I wouldn't say a long time coming because I think that sounds kind of drudgeryish. Right. But like, so my job is to basically like welcome people mm-hmm. to church and make sure when people attend the church that I work for that it's welcoming, it's warm, it's a place where everyone can find a community and everyone feels welcome and they can yeah. see themselves there. And so, but then I, I kind of like my where my the where the way my brain works is I'm kind of just always analyzing. Yeah, and I'm I have pretty good critical thinking skills so but it's hard because sometimes I'm always identifying where the gaps are and yeah and there and so it's been nice because now six years later I've almost been on staff for six years they created a new position that and then they asked me to to fill it and what I get to do is help not only continue to do what I do to make like like church a, a 
a good place for people to be and yeah. a happy place. For, not, well, not a happy place. That's going back to that last question. <laughs> that's dangerous. But just a place where people can feel find safe and find purpose or safety and purpose. But also to be able to um, be proactive in finding folks who maybe aren't finding that spot. Right. You know, like you come, you're out of your comfort zone you're doing something that maybe you're really uncomfortable with you're going into a place that you don't know a lot of people Mm -hmm. and sometimes it's easy um if you don't know anybody to even though you want to be there it's easy just not to come back or it's easy to yeah yeah, like I've been there in a lot of situations where I mean even just like joining an improv troupe like that took like a lot of um courage because I didn't know anyone and I wasn't sure I didn't know any of the language I didn't know any of the like the techniques or any of the people. And so it would have been easy to like retreat out of just like insecurity and not feeling adequate or like part of something. And so now my job gets to almost like pursue folks and I get to say, you know, have one-on-one time with people and really get to be really relational in a way that, you know, I've kind of wanted to do um, on a bigger level. So like that I get to actually like, spend time meeting people and finding out okay so you came to church why did you come to church Mm -hmm. and let's because at the end of the day like we all know that any community is better when it becomes when when it becomes more diverse when Mm -hmm. people are invested whether they're regardless of their background so just really getting to explore what brought people there right um and then helping them you know do what they want to do and maybe it's connecting to people maybe it's serving the community maybe it's you know sharing like gifts and talents that they have yeah you know we got whether it's like oh I want I'm a great singer or I enjoy singing well let's right we want you to share that gift with everybody you know so I'm just really excited because I get to like really spend time with folks and um it sounds like it's because you're good at like nuts and bolts and like you know troubleshooting and it sounds like this job kind of like pans out and gets you a little bit more bigger picture input like you still are using those skills but like right you kind of get to look at the whole well, vision yeah. of like what a ch- what church should be right and like and just making it continue to become our 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 culture is changing so quickly mm-hmm. and that's always something that the church has struggled to keep up with yeah and understand and with technology and generations being smaller Mm -hmm. I mean we probably won't even use the term generations in a couple years because it's becoming so smaller or so much more small that um just to be able to be proactive and think forward and to really just know people better um versus having just anything that feels transactional or anything that feels like impersonal so I mean the fact that I get to do that as a job where I get to just get to know people and chat that's cool. I mean, we were talking about earlier, like, when I'm by myself for too long, <laughs> I get, like, very, like, sad. Yeah. I'm like a golden retriever. <laughs> I get, like, but then when I'm around people, like, mm-hmm. I get energized by that being just, like, a true extrovert. Yeah. Um, so the fact that I get to just do that all day long, I'm, like, really excited about it. And it's pretty great. Yeah, I'm excited to see how, you know, it transforms our community and... Yeah. And then for me, just job-wise, that make, it makes me very content to know that I get to, um, like, just be part of helping people feel known. Yeah. You know? That's awesome. Yeah. 
Cool. All right. Well, uh, Deanna, thank you so much for sitting down for the Queen's Catalog. Um, do you have anything that you want to plug or promote or tell people about before we sign off? Yeah. Um, if you, let's see. Well, if it's if we're hearing this before June 22nd, and Prof. Charlotte will be at uh, Free Range Brewing yes. on June 22nd. It's a Friday, 8 p.m. You can get tickets online. We're on Instagram and Facebook and all of that. And then we have the Queen City Experience that is now officially kicked off. And tickets, I believe, are on sale. It's um, a the second year of this comedy festival and the Bloomingthal is a, is graciously being a part of it this year. We're going to have stand-up, improv. Um, so it'll just be like a really fun time to see lots of different local acts. It's going to be great. It's going to be a blast. And, um, and so those tickets, I believe tickets are on sale. I think so. Well, I mean... Just keep an eye out for it. But you All can, right. There's Queen City, Com- <laughs> there Queen City Comedy Experiences on Facebook and Instagram as well. But definitely a, a really cool new thing for our city. Yeah. Yeah. Charlotte's continu- continuing to grow. All right. Well, thank you so much, Deanna. Yes, ma'am.